Erevin Per Gimel Mishnah Zion 3.7. The Mishnah discusses once again the idea of setting up two different Erevin for two different days back to back, each one having the Kedusha system of Yom Tov. And the case we're talking about here is specifically the two days of Rosh Hashanah. Now at the end of the Mishnah, I will address the question of what they call Yom Tov Sheni Shel Galios. That means the two days that we have of, of Yom Tov and Chutzlaretz, like for example, Shavuos is two days in Chutzlaretz, whereas it's only one day in Eretz Yisrael. I'll discuss that topic at the end, but that's not our topic here. And the halachas as they apply, and the Mishnah and the Sfar as it applies to um, the two days of Rosh Hashanah is different than how it applies to Yom Tov Sheni Shel Galios. So we'll do one thing at a time. First, the topic of our Mishnah, which is the two days of Rosh Hashanah. Okay, so now, Let's just understand a bit of introduction here to make sure we're on the same page, how Rosh Hashanah happened in the time of the Mishnah. And that's what is essential to understand, to understand this Mishnah. Um, back in the time of the Mishnayas and really from the time of Moshe Rabbeinu until um, the year 358 of the Common Era, which is really the closing of the Talmud, um, the time of, of Hillel II, he's referred to, um, who was a contemporary of Rav Abai at the end of the time, um, the each month of the Jewish calendar had Rosh Chodesh based on witnesses testifying that the previous night they'd observed the emergence of the new moon. That is to say, every roughly month, uh, well, every halachic month for sure, um, the moon appears, it waxes till it becomes a full moon, it wanes till it disappears, and there's a whole day at least where there's no moon in the sky whatsoever. Okay? When the next day, when the moon reappears, that's called um, the that's called the new moon in in uh, Al Pialach in the Torah. Just to make sure it's clear, the new moon in English, like without any connection to the Torah, actually refers to the previous day when there is no moon in the sky. Um, but for us, the new moon, Rosh Chodesh, the first day, is when the moon begins. It has appears a little sliver appears um, near sundown. And witnesses will come and testify to the Bezinagadul to Sanhedrin in Yerushalayim and say, "Last night we saw the new moon." And based on that testimony, the Sanhedrin Agadol will consecrate today. That day is Rosh Chodesh. Now, since the moon cycle from full moon to full moon, or from new moon to moon and new moon, etc., takes roughly twenty-nine and a half days, but we don't divide the days into into portions. So that means it's going to work out that some months will be 29 days long and some months will be 30 days long. Or to put it a different way, the, there'll be 30 days from one new moon to the next or 31 days from one new moon to the next. Meaning if it's 31 days from one new moon to the next, the moon, that means that the previous month had 30 days. We refer to a 29-day month where there's, you know, but the first month had 29 days. We refer to that as a chaser, like I'll call it a deficient month, and um, a month that has 30 days, meaning that the 31st day is consecrated as the new, new Rosh Chodesh, the new month, um, that is called a Malay, a full month, or sometimes referred to as a, um, it's a Mubar, it's like a, a pregnant month. Okay? Now, what would happen is every month, essentially, or as appropriate discussions in Rosh Hashanah, not for now, the Bezdin would send out messengers to notify the public outside of Yushalayim whether today was Rosh Chodesh or whether, which meaning if the test, if the witnesses came on the 30th day 
from the last Rosh Chodesh, then they would send out witnesses saying today is Rosh Chodesh. I mean, the previous month was 29 days long, and everyone will know based on that when to do what they have to do in terms of the holidays. Now, and if not, then the next day, the 31st day, would be sanctified as the new moon, the new month, and then the Bezin would they'd know as such. Okay, um, more on that in Rosh Hashanah, how, how it worked over the ages. Now, the same is true for Rosh Hashanah, but the problem is when it comes to other months, so like if you want to know what day Hanukkah falls out, the 25th of Kislev, so you'll have time. They have 25 days essentially to notify them to get the message out. So the messenger will leave Yerushalayim and they'll travel far afield. The problem with Rosh Hashanah is that unlike any other day on the Jewish calendar, the holiday, the Yom Tov, is the first day of the month. So there's no time to notify people um, when the witnesses arrive. And that being the case, there's always going to be a doubt if the 30th day from Rosh Chodesh Elul, the month that precedes Rosh Hashanah, if that 30th day will be Rosh Hashanah or no, it'll be the 31st day since the first of Elul will be Rosh Hashanah. There's no way to know going into it um, if you're going to be consecrating the months based on the Riyah, based on seeing the new moon. And therefore, every 30th day from Rosh Chodesh Elul, they will treat as Rosh Hashanah, and then they'll have to wait and see, and maybe will be, and maybe won't be. Okay? Now, even in Yerushalayim, what happened was, and this is a little complicated, what happened was um, they said at, at some point that we're not going to accept witnesses all day. We're going to have a cutoff. And the reason for the cutoff is once they have to bring the Tubman Shobin Harbayim, the afternoon offering, um, the, they would have to, the Chazal were afraid that there would be a mistake with regard to the singing of Shira um, by the Levium. Also, I don't get that too much right now, but in Rosh Hashanah, we'll see it, Bez Hashem. Um, but the point is, they said, if time for the Tubman Shobin Harbayim arrives and the witnesses haven't arrived, then, then we're not accepting the witnesses today. And even if the witnesses will show up this afternoon, on that 30th day since the 1st of Elul, we don't care. We won't accept them. We won't be Makadosh the Chodosh. We won't make today Rosh Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah will happen tomorrow. Now, that what could happen, therefore, is that the people of Yerushalayim could know that witnesses are... Could, sorry. Therefore, once that was decreed, so then the people of Yerushalayim could know that once the afternoon has arrived at Rosh Hashanah and they haven't yet sanctified the new month, new year, was Rosh Hashanah, so it's not going to happen. So that being the case, they could then revert back to treating the day as as chol, as not a Yom Tov day, because they know certainly the rabbis won't decree it as Yom Tov. So it won't be Rosh Hashanah, and Rosh Hashanah will be tomorrow. So they kind of start off the day making Kiddush and refraining from Malacha, but then later on in the day, in the afternoon, they realize it's a mistake, and they they then disregard that, and they go about their business doing Malacha for the rest of the afternoon, potentially, and then they would do that, and then they would... Then they would um, like then do Rosh Hashanah again the next day. Chazal were afraid that people would, people would, um, if that happened, they'd start stop taking the first day of of Yom Tov seriously, and that could lead to Chil Yom Tov, which might end up being the first day, might be Daraisa, and therefore they said, the rabbi said, both days of Rosh Hashanah will be observed, and we are not. The whole first day of Rosh Hashanah, I should say, the first day of Rosh Hashanah, if it was going to be observed, no matter what. There's, there's a dinder abundant that you must keep Rosh Hashanah the first day, um, regardless of what happens next. So that makes it not out of any sort of doubt what will happen. But vada'i, at least Madurabanan, you're obligated to observe that whole first day as Rosh Hashanah. Okay. Um, and if witnesses don't come in the morning time, then 
already you'll have two days of Rosh Hashanah. Okay, so that means that everyone, even Yerushalayim, are keeping the two days of, of Rosh Hashanah out of doubt in the whole days, the whole days. Now, the question is the status of that decree of observing the refraining from Malacha on the first day, even after the witnesses came. So according to Chacham, the way it's set up is they made it like Yom Arichta, like Kadusha Achas, like one sanctified day over two days. There's no suffix involved. The one day is the Rai, so one day is the Rabbanan. But either way, the point is it's one long two-day Rosh Hashanah with one Kadusha, and therefore the rabbis are not going to allow to have two separate Erevin, because that would undermine the notion of it being like legitimate as if two different days. No. Rabbi Yehuda, who's the Tanakhama in our Mishnah, says no. There are two separate days. One is really Midaraisa, one is Midarabanan, but the but the rabbinic enactment to refrain from Malach on the afternoon of the first day is doesn't that's all it is. It's just a rabbinic requirement to not do malacha, so people will take on the first day seriously, but it doesn't link the two days into one single long day with one single kadusha. And therefore, Rabbi Huda is going to hold that you can make two separate Erevin, just like we had in the previous Mishnah, meaning you could say on the first day, I want my Erev to be in the east, and my second day in the west, or vice versa, etc., as the Mishnah will say. No problem. The Hacham are going to dis- disagree with that. They're going to say the Halacha is that the whole of of uh, Yom Tov, excuse, of Rosh Hashanah is like both days are one long Yom Tov for the one single Kedusha, Kedusha Achas, and, and Yom Arichta Achas, one long day with one Kedusha, and therefore there's no way to have two separate Erevin. Rather, you, wherever you set up your Erev on Erev, Rosh Hashanah on the first day, on the 29th of, of Elul, that's where it will persist um, for both days as your as your one and only Makmash Visa for both days of Rosh Hashanah. Therefore, when it comes to Rosh Hashanah, you only can set up one, not two, Erevin. So, now the Mishnah says inside, going back again, Rabbi Yehuda, who held that there are two separate days, Rabbi Yehuda Omer, Rosh Hashanah Shahaya Yerei Shema Tisaber. If a person's afraid, maybe it will come two days, maybe not. He doesn't know going into things, of course. There's no way to know until you see what happens about the witnesses. By the way, um, even if you know astronomically that the first day will have a moon that's visible, it doesn't help. You need to have witnesses actually see that moon. And if there be cloud cover or just, you know, no witnesses, whatever the story is, to seize it, to testify, you simply cannot make that first day as Rosh Hashanah. So there's no way to know going into things. Um, and if a person's concerned, therefore, about how it'll shake out, so, um, and he, let's say he has to be, so to speak, in the east for the first day and the west for the second day, or vice versa, so then he can say, Ma'arv Adam Shnei Eruven. He can set up two picnic baskets, if you will, as is Erev Tchumen, V'omer, and say, Eruvi Harishon Lamizrach, Ma'arv for the first day is in the east, Ubesheni Lamarv, and the second day is in the west, just like we had in the previous Mishnah. Barishon Lamarv, or alternatively, he could say, the first day of the two Yom, days of Yom Tov, my Erev should be in the west, Ubesheni Lamizrach will be on the east. Or you could say, Eruvi Barishon, I only want this Erev to be functional for the first of the two days, Ubesheni Kibne Iri, and the second day I'll just be like my local, usual home, the resident of my of my town, like the previous mention we said. Or Eruvi Besheni, he could say, my Erev is only uh, functional for the second day of Yom Tov, Ubarishon Kibne Iri, but on the first day I'll be like a resident of my town. Like the previous mention, I mean, there's two separate days, and therefore two for two different Erevin are possible, no problem. But and the rabbis rejected that for the reasons I just explained before. They made it one long day, so people should not take the Kedusha seriously of the first day of Yom Tov, and therefore there's only one Arab possible, and that will be the Halacha Lamaisa. Um, now, since the year 358, as I said, we have a fixed calendar where there are no doubts. Um, we know ahead of time when Rosh Hashanah will be. 
that calendar was established based on the astronomical realities um, as, a, as opposed to as opposed to the actual arrival of witnesses, um, but the Bezdin Nagarl felt, felt they had no choice because um, near the end of the Talmudic period, they were afraid there wouldn't be any more Sanhedrin to receive witnesses at all, and they needed, of course, to have a calendar functional for the Jewish holidays to continue, um, and therefore they were they sanctified the holidays from then, you know, to the future until the reestablishment of the like I'll call it, you know the third base of English, let's call it the Sanhedrin gets reestablished in the in the distant future. So that's Therefore, these two days of Rosh Hashanah persist until today, um, and that's how it is, as everyone knows, and the halakha like that. Now, as far as the two days, the double day, if you will, of the Yom Tov in Gullis, in exile, the Yom Tov Shogalios, so Yom Tov Sheni Shogalios, I should say. So there, it's different. There, what's necessitating the second day is the suffolk, the doubt of, again, the same doubt of when the witnesses would have come, but even once they established the calendar, they kept the tradition of keeping two days Yom Tov. Because if you lived in exile, you lived somewhere in you know, Babylonia, you always kept two days of Pesach, Sukkot, Shavuos, etc., like we do today in Chutzlaret. Um, and therefore, even though when they established the fixed calendar, the ruling was that they had the tradition of their ancestors in their hands, and they retained that tradition. So that's why nowadays, if you live in London or you live in New York, whatever it is, so you keep two days of Yom Tov, even there's no doubt astronomically, but there's two days of Shavuot, Sukkot, etc. That's the way it is. Okay. However, those two days, for sure, only one day is really Yom Tov Medorai, so the second is only um, out of a suffolk, out of doubt. It's not that the rabbis said we're going to keep... They never historically said we'll have two days of Yom Tov like they did in Rosh Hashanah. They said one day is Yom Tov and the other one isn't. We just don't know ahead of time, so therefore we'll keep both out of doubt. But since really only one... It's a suffolk, only one really is Yom Tov and one isn't, it's not a vada. It's not that they said you have to keep both. Um, certainly, just you'll have to keep all that a doubt. Therefore, the, each one has a separate status, and you, yes, could set up two different ervin um, for in Gullus, for Yom Tov Shinesh Galios, and you could indeed, like the Mishnah describes here, say, you know, on the first day of Shavuos, my ervin is in the east, and the second day is in the west, and that indeed would work, and that is halacha also.